You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast, episode 611. On Flopcast.net. Yes, yes. Hello, Cornflake. Hi, Kevin. Here we go. We're going to read the dictionary again tonight. Just like I did every day of seventh grade. It's almost too exciting for the <laughs> likes of us, but that's the plan. Uh, we're going to jump into uh, the super dictionary <laughs> once again in just a minute. Cornflake, why don't you get us started first with National Whatever Day? Well, it's up to you, Kevin, and it's up to me here on the Flopcast to make sure that a celebrity birthday, national, whatever day, doesn't get lost in space because Bill Moomey is turning 70 on February 1st. Yikes. Bill Moomey is too, maybe too big a subject for, for national whatever day. <laughs> it's a good thing we've talked about him a few other times on the show. We could do a whole show about Bill Moomey. We probably should. Just about this time last year, I read his autobiography. Every time I look at his career, I learn something new about him. What'd you learn? Well, I was not aware of just how broad his voice acting career was. Like uh-huh. being on cartoons like Ren and Stimpy and Scooby-Doo, the Animaniacs, and even Doc McStuffins. Sure. A lot of voice stuff. A uh, hugely popular, very busy child actor. Just a constant presence in movies and TV shows in the 60s. You know, Even before Lost in Space, he was everywhere. The, the big ones, of course, are the Twilight Zone episodes he did. And then, of course young Will Robinson on Lost in Space, but kept super busy with all kinds of cool stuff beyond that. He's been a musician his whole life, and we know him from Barnes and Barnes in these parts. Yeah, we do. Fish heads and such. Uh, but even that's just one of his music projects. He's done lots of solo records, lots of different bands over the years. He was in Sean Cassidy's band, like at the height of Sean Cassidy's superstardom. And I know it At one point, we celebrated a birthday from the band America for National Whatever Day, and he's written and recorded with them. Yeah, he was practically an unofficial member of America as well. Uh, I was a big fan of his comic book band, Seduction of the Innocent. That was Bill and a bunch of other like comic book creators. They used to perform at San Diego Comic-Con. I saw them live once, which was fun. He even made a band with the the Babylon 5 actors he worked with called the B5. Oh, I don't think I even knew about that one. And then these days he has uh, the Action Skulls is one of his current musical projects. And that's Bill and that's uh, Vicky Peterson from the Bangles and one of the Cowsills, whichever Cowsill Vicky is married to. <laughs> I can't remember his first name, but they are the Action Skulls together as well these days. So yikes, he's done a lot. He's also made it so that one year here on the Flopcast, I got to have iced coffee all year long. <laughs> well, yeah, there was the Flopcast <laughs> fish heads bet 
of course, part of the lore of the Flopcast was when we made a bet about whether Bill Moomy would perform Fish Heads at a uh, Bill Moomy concert that I was attending <laughs> a few years back. And yeah, I had to serve you iced coffee all winter because you were right and I was wrong about Fish Heads. But you know, for the longest time, I thought Fish Heads was the only song that Barnes and Barnes ever did. Like, I thought Barnes and Barnes existed just for that one song. And boy, was I ever surprised when there were all these other silly songs that were hysterical as well, thanks to Barnes and Barnes. They made a lot of albums and a lot of songs for decades. They were very silly. So, yeah, he's one of us. He's a nerd and into weird music and such, just like us. And a good guy, by all accounts. It's been uh, I've had the pleasure of chatting with him a few times over the years. So, yeah, that's a good one, of course. I'm a Lost in Space super fan, and there is your original Will Robinson. So, sure, happy birthday, Bill. Now you can see why I was excited. Please don't send us to the cornfield. <laughs> now, let's move along to the business at hand for today. And uh, just poking around the studio here, trying to clear out some various piles of junk. And I came upon the Super Dictionary. Oh, yes. And I thought, oh, that's right. The Super Dictionary. We, we did a whole podcast episode about the Super Dictionary last year. I looked it up. This was way back in April. And we didn't get too far into it. Yeah, I thought we got, like, maybe through the first three or so letters. <laughs> we got up to chicken. Yeah. We, <laughs> we covered A through chicken. So the Super Dictionary, this came out in 1978. It was a intended to be a dictionary, a learning dictionary for kids. But all the uh, entries are accompanied by illustrations and comic book panels of the DC Comics superheroes, which is a nice idea. Sounds fun. That makes sense. Okay. The kids can read about superheroes and then they will learn. In practice, however, this is one of the freakiest, weirdest books I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I love it. If people know the Lex Luthor meme that was going around the internet, there's a, an image of Lex Luthor stealing 40 cakes that Lex Luthor stealing 40 cakes thing comes from this book. That's fantastic. Yeah, we had some fun with this book last year, as I recall. Yes. And we didn't get far. As we said, we only got up to chicken, which seemed like an appropriate stopping point. <laughs> but now I thought, let's see if we can get a little farther into the book today. We're not going to read every entry. I just pulled out a few select highlights for us, but continuing from chicken. I cannot wait to hear what you've picked as the cream of the crop for this. We're going to start with the word chosen. And it says, the boys and girls like being chosen to play in Aquaman's water games. What are Aquaman's water games? <laughs> Glad you asked, because you'll never believe this when you see this picture. Uh, it's a baseball game. Uh, home plate seems to be up on a dock. There's a catcher and a pitcher and Aquaman just uh, kind of crouched down watching them. The rest of the baseball field, though, is the ocean. The pitcher, the infielders, the outfielders, they're all out at sea riding on walruses. Oh. It's a pitcher sitting on top of a walrus throwing a baseball. Uh, Logistically speaking, <laughs> I... I foresee some problems. Each kid is on a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just noticing now there's a couple of whales in the background. The whales might be forming the outfield wall. Like maybe if you hit one over the whale, that's a home run. 
Are they safety trained for walrus riding? There appears to be an octopus umpire. Oh, wow. That might be Topo, Aquaman's octopus friend. There's a turtle out there as well. I don't know what the turtle's doing. Shortstop. The turtle might be shortstop. But anyway, that's we're starting off strong, I think, with it's Aquaman teaching kids to play baseball while riding walruses. If you dive into the infield, you may never come out. That is Aquaman's water game. Wow. Let's move along. What an odyssey this has already become. The next word is cleaner. It says Wonder Woman used a cleaner on her airplane. She used something to take off the dirt. Cleaners make her airplane look bright. See, I have a problem with this because it's supposed to be an invisible airplane. Invisible, yeah. Well, if there's dirt on it, it won't be invisible anymore. But I presume once they clean it in this book, it actually is not invisible, right? Oh, yeah. The plane is not invisible in this book. Who do they think they're fooling? Which I guess is in keeping with the comics. You could always see the airplane in the comics, even when they said it was invisible. Even on uh, the Linda Carter show, you could see the airplane. Right. It looked ridiculous. And Linda looked very silly sitting there in her (laughs) invisible (laughs) airplane. But now you've got Wonder Woman is scrubbing down the airplane. And yeah, no, you're absolutely right, though. You, You can't let that invisible jet get dirty, I would think, or else you could see it. It would be airplane shaped dirt in the sky. The likes of which maybe Pigpen from Charlie Brown would ride. Sure. But yeah, I agree that this makes no sense when it says cleaners make the airplane look bright, because cleaners should make the airplane look invisible. Who do they think they're fooling? Wonder Woman seems to be very confused. Let's move along. Uh, Here's a good one. Comb. The word is comb. Lex Luthor never needs a comb. Obviously. Uh, He does not need a tool with short teeth to fix his hair. See, that's what in this book, it's, they always kind of just like wedge in the definition, but in a strange sentence. So yeah, he does not need a tool with short teeth to fix his hair. When he lost his hair, he gave away all his combs. (laughs) I love that. Who is in the market for a comb from Lex Luthor? (laughs) How many combs did he have? And yeah, how did this distribution work. He was was just wandering the streets, gave away all his combs. Lex just watches when other people comb their hair. That sounds creepy and weird. (laughs) Yeah, even if he's not watching with rageful envy, it is weird that he would just stare at somebody. He watches them fix their hair. He has combed his hair for the last time. That's creepy. Lex Luthor, you have combed your hair for the last time, sir. Supervillain Lex Luthor. He's giving away combs, and then he's watching people comb their hair. Okay, the next word I have here is company. Green Lantern bought a toy duck from a company. <laughs> I mean, how, how did they think to start, start the company definition? Green Lantern bought a toy duck from a company. He bought it from a place of business. Not many companies sell this kind of duck. Is it a Muscovy? Green Lantern might be a toy Muscovy. (laughs) Green Lantern wants the duck to sing when he has company. See, now they're wedging another definition of company in. He wants it to sing when he has people visiting. How do you like that? Superhero Green Lantern wants a toy singing duck to entertain his guests. A musical Muscovy, evidently. That's bizarre. That's what that is. He's trying to entertain the guardians of the universe. Let's see. The word is crash. Hawk girl heard a crash. She heard a loud noise of something breaking. 
Crashes like that could be heard almost every night. People who try to fly like Hawk Girl crash. They fall to the ground. After they have crashed enough times, they give up. <laughs> How many times do you crash before you give up? I always thought the answer to that question was one. Hawk Girl <laughs> is just hanging around listening to people trying to fly and crashing. That's as weird as Lex Luthor watching people comb their hair. I mean... Those two should go bowling. Who's the supervillain at this point? Lex Luthor is just giving away combs. Hawk Girl is every night listens to people trying to fly just like she does, but they crash. That's terrifying. That's wacky. I'm afraid of Hawk Girl. You should be. Another Hawk Girl one is next. Crow. Hawk Girl chased a crow out of her cornfield. She chased a big black bird away. Crows eat up the seeds. <laughs> Sometimes the crow of a rooster scares the big black birds away. The rooster's loud cry makes them fly away. Is Hawk Girl a farmer? I didn't know this. Is Hawk Girl a scarecrow? <laughs> she has a cornfield. She has chickens. I would think that she wouldn't want to have a, a scarecrow because it, she would be afraid of it, right? Oh, true. That would be an internal conflict. What if Hawkgirl set up a scarecrow and then it freaked her out every time she flew by? That sounds like the kind of move I would make if I was Hawkgirl. Yeah, I would like that. And then she'd crash, just like all those people that she listens to as they die. <laughs> the word is curious. Hawkman, oh, this is Hawkgirl's husband, Hawkman. Hawkman was curious about who was hiding in his cellar. He wanted to know who was there. Wait, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> there's somebody hiding in your cellar, and your reaction is that you're, you're curious. <laughs> this seems like perhaps too gentle a reaction. Yeah. Shouldn't Hawkman be freaked out? I'm not even Hawkman, and I am freaked out on his behalf. <laughs> curious about who was hiding in this cellar. Something's bumping around in the basement. I'm curious about that. Do you think the cellar is just where Hawk Girl is stashing everybody after they try to fly and they crash? Uh, that... Seems like the makings of a true crime podcast or something. It'd just be a pile of bodies down there. Wow, this show is really taking a turn for the uh, creepy. The next word I have here is deserve. And it's Superman and Supergirl are stretched out. They're laying down, relaxing. And Supergirl is saying, Superman, you and I deserve a rest because we work so hard. We have earned a rest. We have deserved it for many, many years. I sent you a picture of this one earlier. You got this one, right? <laughs> I did. Look how <laughs> weird this picture is. <laughs> They're on the floor, like on little mats. Yeah. This is like kindergarten class. It's time to take a nap on a mat. Yeah. Everybody pulls out their mats. It totally was giving me flashbacks to nursery school. It's not nursery school, though. It's the two most powerful people on earth stretched out on little mats. And that's what they think they deserve. <laughs> I guess if you recall from last time we did this, or earlier in the dictionary, Supergirl was sleeping in the woods. So I guess this is a step up. Now she's on a little mat. Maybe someday she'll upgrade to a cot. <laughs> we can only hope. Oh, the next one is also a Supergirl. The word is dim. Oh, boy. It's, it says the room is dim. The room is not very bright. But now, so you have Supergirl is like standing there in the dark and she's using her supervision, her x-ray vision or whatever. And she's spying in the dark on there's it looks like a, a boy is sitting up in his bed. And Supergirl is saying, I don't care if you dim the lights in this room. 
I don't care if you turn them down low. I can see you very well when the lights have been dimmed. Now we know how the bodies ended up in the basement. This is getting absolutely terrifying. Now Supergirl is just standing there in the dark, staring at, at a kid in his bed and bragging that it doesn't matter how dark the room is. She can still see. Who him. came up with this? <laughs> Let's move along. Oh, here's the Hawks again. The word is disappoint. <laughs> now we have Hawkman and Hawk Girl. They're flying like through a canyon. Hawk Girl says, don't disappoint me at the last minute. Don't make me sorry. And Hawkman replies, I have never disappointed you. I don't plan to start now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just, I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around what any of this has to do with disappointment. Yeah, the picture does not match the conversation at all. We don't know. We're, it's like we're coming in on the end of some kind of weird conversation between the Hawk people. I imagine they've been a little on edge ever since that weirdo started lurking around in the basement. Yeah, quite possibly. They've both been very disappointed. Uh, the word is divide. We're still with the Hawks. Hawkman and Hawk Girl still. The word is divide. Hawkman and Hawk Girl divide an apple. They cut it into two parts of the same size. One time, they divided an apple into ten parts. Just once, because that was crazy. It's important to keep a marriage, you know, exciting and full of surprises. One, one day... They just went crazy and cut an apple into ten pieces. They each had four pieces, and they threw two pieces down the steps into the basement for whatever's lurking down there. That was generous. Uh, the word is doll. Wonder Girl has a doll that looks just like her. She has a toy that looks like her. She has Superman, Batman, Supergirl, and Batgirl dolls, too. And yeah, she does. There's a picture of Wonder Girl. She's playing with little toy versions of all the superheroes. See also under voodoo. <laughs> and I can relate to this because it, it, it's like the old Mego dolls back in the 70s. Like I had all these same dolls. I was just like Wonder Girl. Yes, you were. Thank you. Cornflake, the word is draw. Robin wanted to draw in his book. He wanted to make pictures. We're okay so far, right? Yeah, what are these pictures of, though, exactly? Glad you asked. The third and final sentence. He drew a picture of Wonder Woman on the moon. Oh, why? <laughs> I guess he could have drawn much worse pictures of Wonder Woman than Wonder Woman That's true. on the moon. <laughs> he drew a picture of Wonder Woman on the stage next to a pole. Oh, my. That's where you went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the next word is dress. SR-12 bought a new dress for her visit to Earth. This is one of the new characters. They made up a bunch of new characters for some of the entries in the Super Dictionary, including this is an alien woman named SR-12. And were these characters ever seen again after the dictionary? Never. <laughs> as far as I know, never again. In some cases, it made sense. Like There's several black characters that they added, which, which is good because DC didn't have a lot of black superheroes yeah. back in the 70s. There were a couple that they could have used, but they did not. They invented some new ones. Uh, SR-12 is an alien woman, and yeah, she just flies around in a spaceship. But now... It says, SR-12 bought a new dress for her visit to Earth. She bought something that women on Earth wear. SR-12 does not wear dresses on her planet. SR-12 had to dress in her spaceship for the visit. Does SR-12 come from a planet of naked people? I 
don't think there's any other scenario one can presume about SR-12. If you're going to Earth, you gotta slip into a dress. And you have to do it on your spaceship, because back home, nobody's gonna tolerate you in clothing. Right, right. She had to wait until she was off uh, the naked planet to make that transition. Uh, the next word is Drew. Who drew a picture of Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> on the moon, quote unquote. <laughs> it actually refers you back to that Robin entry. It says, who drew a picture of Wonder Woman? Look up, draw. And then you go back to the previous page. Oh, that's right. It's Robin drawing Wonder Woman on the moon, of course. One whole page ago. Yes. Cornflake, the word is drive. And this is pretty amazing. We have Batman and Robin in the Batmobile. Batman is saying... You wanted to go for a drive. You wanted to go for a ride in the car. I like quiet drives. Robin replies, I thought I knew how to drive. I thought I knew how to run the car. But I drove us off this bridge. You should have driven today. <laughs> and yeah, the picture, it's Batman and Robin in the Batmobile or in the process of falling out of the Batmobile as it crashes through and over a bridge and is about to land in the ocean. You know what I say when I crash, Kevin? I like a quiet drive. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. As Batman is hurling to his death, he gets in <laughs> the fact that he enjoys a quiet drive. It's as they're plummeting over the bridge into the sea. That's their conversation. Well, I don't know about you, but if I were in that scenario, that's what I'd be saying. It's amazing. This is one of my favorite panels in this dictionary. Further down the page is, once again, we have the past tense. It says, drove. Who drove Batman's car off the bridge? Look up drive. <laughs> I, th I think we're just going to do one more right now, Cornflake. And we're, we're getting towards the end of the Ds. And since we ended on chicken last time, I thought it would be appropriate to end on duck. We're talking about ducks again, huh? We're talking about ducks, and we have Green Lantern and Green Arrow. They're running away. There's some people way in the distance that seem to be chasing them. There's like an angry mob, and Green Lantern is carrying a duck. Is the crowd angry because he has a duck, or is he trying to save the duck from an angry crowd? Well, let's see if we can pick up some context from their conversation. Green Lantern is yelling, here, Take this duck. <laughs> Take this bird that swims. Put it with the other ducks. <laughs> uh, Green Arrow's reply. And by the way, there's like a tree branch sticking out into the picture as well. And Green Arrow replies, duck, Green Lantern. See, again, they're working in another definition of duck. Aww. Duck, Green Lantern. Lower your head and bend down quickly. I ducked just in time. So they're carrying a duck and they're ducking. But there's still this angry mob and we're not quite sure why they're so upset. There's people chasing them. And yeah, Green Lantern has a duck. He's apparently about to hand off the duck to Green Arrow with the instruction, put it with the other ducks. Do you suppose the angry chasing mob has duck envy? I also noticed that Green Lantern seems to have forgotten the fact that he's Green Lantern. He's just running, holding a duck. He's one of the most powerful superheroes in the world. <laughs> but in this picture, he's just a guy running with a duck. That's insane. It's fantastic. So I thought that would be a good one to end on. But uh, there's a, just a few more entries from the Super Dictionary. Look, we've just about gotten through the letter D. We're just getting started. At this rate, it's going to take us about nine years to get through the Super Dictionary. 
Well, it's a good thing we're not going to have anything else to talk about. Yeah, let's clear our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure we can really focus on this. This has become an all-dictionary show all the time. I like that idea a lot. So there's a there's a, another visit, our second visit into the pages of the bizarre 1970s super dictionary. We'll have some images from this uh, online, I'm sure. Say, Cornflake, why don't you tell people where they can find us online? I think that's a great idea. We have Flopcast.net. That's our website. We're also at Facebook.com slash Flopcast on Mastodon, Universodon.com slash at Flopcast on Instagram, too the underscore flopcast. And if you get the notion to write us a rating and or a review, we suggest that you do that over at Apple Podcasts. Music for the Flopcast is written and performed by the Sponge Awareness Foundation. Sponge Awareness Foundation has always been very curious about who's in the cellar. Cornflake, thanks for reading the dictionary with me. Uh, for now, everybody, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And please be safe, be kind, be silly, be a duck. And we'll see you next week. Peace and Muscovies. Pardon the interruption. We'll bring you back to your podcast in just a moment. But first, promo for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. In the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, your pizza delivery guys, Dan, Sean, and Paul, serve you a slice of life. As we discuss literally anything in the universe. Conspiracy theories. Movies that we've liked. Women in comedy, voice actors, film directors and producers, authors. But what we don't talk about is pizzas. Wednesday, I'm here with you people. It's wild. Cornflake, welcome to the Flopcast Secret After Show. Nobody's here with us at this point. Everybody stopped the podcast. It's just us. We can do whatever we want. What are we doing? We're going to talk about a candle. Candle? Yes. Okay. I was gifted with a candle, and I don't normally light candles here in the studio, but I have a little candle warmer, so I can enjoy the smell of it without actually setting the candle on fire. This candle it is a weird scent. It's called Vacation Vibes. So evidently, the candle is supposed to smell like Vacation Vibes. I'm curious what you would imagine a candle that smells like Vacation Vibes actually smells like. Okay, good question. Uh, I'm going to say it smells like disappointment and overspending. Hey, you're right. Did I get it? <laughs> you totally got it. <laughs> a candle, by the way, in case anyone's wondering, uh, thanks to the Super Dictionary, I can tell you, it's a stick made of wax with a string in the middle. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.